0: Imagine being married to someone, not knowing they were already married, and they stole your house without you knowing, and you agreed to it.
1: Hey, Unreal AF Estate Podcast listeners, I'm Marcus.
0: And I'm Jaquita.
1: And here is a story of The Widow.
0: seller who's a widow and she had a difficult time deciding if she wanted to sell or not she owned the house outright but you know she owned it before she was ever married at all and then she finally made the decision that she was going to sell after months and months of contemplating
1: all right so pause right there okay what would typically make a seller contemplate for months and months.
0: Well, you know, it's it's different reasons that will make a seller contemplate. But in this particular case, it was emotional for her. She had just lost her husband and she was deciding what she wanted to do with life. If she wanted to actually just sell and move on or if she wanted to hold on to it for emotional reasons. But, you know, in real estate, it's different reasons. You know this, Marcus. Yeah, I can I see mean, that. Yeah, you know this from in our investing years. I mean, I know I'm an agent and I deal with a lot of sellers and everything now, but, but there were a lot of sellers that we bought from just in our investing world and you know it's different reasons like it may be emotional it may be that the timing just isn't right or so they think it may be the market especially now like a lot of sellers are saying that now um it just may not be the time for them in their mind
1: yeah i can see that yeah 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 it's a little different with i guess traditional sellers versus like us listing with an agent to sell an investment property because for us it's numbers I'm not emotionally attached whatsoever
0: exactly exactly I mean we don't get emotionally attached to anything as you know anyway Marcus but I mean you know I think that's just our investment our investor mindset and we bring that into like our real life we don't get attached to things and we tell everybody that so anyways so in this particular situation she finally decided that she was gonna go on the market but it was kind of like putting your foot in, putting your toe in a little bit, but you're not really on board. So she decided she was going to go on the, market, on the market, but she decided that she was going to be on the highest end of the market in the area. So it's kind of like, let's just see if someone someone bites, but I'm not really all the way there yet. But if someone offered me the right price, maybe I sell.
1: So unmotivated. That's Unmotivated okay, okay. sellers. I'm what following along.
0: Because again, as I mentioned in the beginning, she owned a house, all right. So she, I mean, she didn't have the real motivation to sell. She kind of wanted to, but that emotion was still there. Okay. So yeah. Um, so even before we hit the market, she kind of was like putting it out there that she wanted to put it on there. Um, and then a neighbor came and said, you know, they wanted to buy, it, but they had a loan, and she just wasn't really feeling that at all. So then, um, it's she declines that offer. It's just on the market for six months.
1: The client, it, I mean, was, I guess, was it reasonable? I mean, I know it was a loan, and people say, you know, cash is king, thing like, but was the offer, like, something reasonable, something that could even be, should have been, like, considered? or
0: Definitely should have been considered. So, as you know, my all of my clients, this was kind of an investor-friendly deal, but with all of my clients, I go through, what market value is, what we expect to land at, and went through that with her. And this neighbor offered way above what I told her she should land at. Mm-hmm. And she still she decided, said no. yeah. But wow. I kind of get why she said no, because it was a loan. And she wanted to sell for cash. So, I mean, but... It, it all kind of just didn't make sense. She wanted to sell for cash, but she was at the higher end of the market. Yeah. So it, as everyone knows, if you're going to sell for cash, you're selling as is, and you're going to take somewhat of a lower offer. But if you're willing to put it out there on the regular market and you're willing to take a loan, then you want a little bit more. But since she wasn't willing to take a loan, she should have been listed on, a little bit lower, on the lower end. But, you know, it's neither here or there at this point. So we still go ahead and put it on the market. It sits on the market. For six months with almost no action. We had a few showings in the beginning. Uh, yeah, we had a few showings in the beginning. We had a lot of low, low ball offers from like hotelers and things like that. But let's just say no action because it wasn't realistic. And the listing agreement expires. So, you know, at that point you have to contemplate. Are you going back on the market or where are you doing? So we waited out for two months. I gave her time to process everything because... At this point, you have to, I mean, I guess investing and as well as being an agent, it's kind of like psychological, right? You have to know who you're dealing with at all times. And I knew I was dealing with a widow and she just wasn't ready at the beginning. So, you know, I gave her a little bit more time. I'll say, you know, take your time with it. You own it outright. You're not motivated. Let's just see, you know, what you really want to do. Okay. Yeah, so then after the two to three months, she decides, okay, I'm going to go back on the market. She reduced the price, when going back on the market, still was on the higher end, but she reduced. And we sit on the market another two to three months. Kind of a little bit more action than before because the price was reduced, but nothing that was real. And at that point, she was like, okay, now I'm ready to sell. I am willing to take Mm. this number if it came to me. Okay. Yeah, and guess who came back with that number? Can you take a wild guess?
1: I I, I don't know. Did you? Oh wait. So did you guys get any offers in like between time, like between that highest in like the highest loan offer and
0: like that? Yeah, so we we actually did. We got, you know, I mean, it wasn't a ton, but I would say a handful of offers um, in between that time, but again, it was it wasn't until she said like I'm fully ready that it was being realistic. So, um I would say not realistic. She was willing to, you know, adjust with the market. Okay. Um we did get some offers, but every time she would counter and she would counter way high. So, you know, she was still kind of tiptoeing on if she was ready or not. Mm. So, again, so we end up getting, <laughs> when she finally said, okay, this is the number I would take, we end up getting an offer that was around about that price, but it wasn't really there. But it was something that we can counter to where it was realistic on both ends, if that makes sense. Okay, And it was the neighbor. The same neighbor. The first person? The very first person that made an offer from the beginning. With but, the loan? Yes. Okay. What? Nope. This time it was cash, but and, okay. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, it's, yeah, yeah.
1: So, it when it's all said and done, it's not like you sell a house and you get a loan and you're getting the payments. No, when that check gets cut, even though they have a loan, what you get is every dime of what you're asking for, yeah, at the time,
0: yeah. The problem so with,
1: why
0: would, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the problem with the original offer with the loan. Was that, you know, when you're getting a loan, you go through your inspection periods, you go through appraisal and all that. And all those things require you to have all utilities on. And also it just requires like a waiting game, if that makes sense, to go oh, through okay. like the underwriting with a loan and all that. And since. So she, no utilities. Yes. Yeah, so, okay, okay. Yeah. So she uh, had. Okay. Yeah. So she had lived in that home for over 20 years. And wow. it had been vacant. So she hadn't lived in it for over 20 years, but it had been vacant for over 15 years. And she did not have any utilities on, and she didn't want to go through the thought process or the effort to put to get them on. Because, you know, she's a widow, and she's trying to still process those feelings and get everything in order. She's just trying to sell the house. Like, you know, let's just pull the money out, and invest it, whatever she wanted to do. And she did not want to go through the process of, like, adhering to... Okay. a mortgage company or a loan officer let so, me
1: play devil's advocate real okay quick. all right because i i i certainly understand everything that you're saying mm-hmm. but you also said that house set for six months yeah it sat like for six that months.
0: it's so let me be so let me throw another thing out there it was also um an elderly lady Okay. And as we know, um, well, at least in Texas, I don't know all the laws all over the United States, but at least in Texas, um, you have an over 65 exemption and things like that. So, okay. you know, it was, so she and she owned it all right. So she wasn't paying a ton in taxes or anything like that. But um, especially since she had just lost her husband and she was living in the home mm-hmm. where uh, her husband had, now she was going to lose all those exemptions. So okay. Okay. within that six-month period, we had rolled over into an, another year. So she had to take all those exemptions off. Mm. And so now the taxes were going up. And okay. that's what landed us in the time period where she was now being realistic with the price. Oh, because now okay. she was going to owe more.
1: Stuff started to come to a head. Okay. Yeah. You all go right. from
0: owing like a couple of hundred bucks to now owing thousands of dollars for the year for taxes. Okay. And it's just her. It's not her and her husband at that point.
1: So you go under contract, cash this time, no loan with mm-hmm. the same people who originally reached out, right? With a, I think you said it was a high offer, right? So it,
0: no, no. So actually, the the cash offer was less than the no, loan.
1: No, yeah, that's what I mean. Like oh, the yeah, loan yeah. originally was high.
0: Oh yeah. So normally, with within the market. You will get a higher offer if it's a loan, right. but if it's cash, you're going to get a lower offer and you get a, a, you get a low uh, time frame, I guess, a lower number of days to close, if that makes sense. So a, okay. a loan typically is 30 to 45 days to close. Cash, you can close whenever title is ready or you know within a couple of weeks, and in this situation, they put an the offer of cash, it was lower, and we were supposed to close within two weeks.
1: All right, so as you're sitting here talking, my investor slash hard money lender brain is over here churning. And I, I know, for the people who are listening right now, I know I can't be the only one wondering, if was there like a significant difference between the loan offer and... In the cash offer, like, was there like a big like?
0: <laughs> now you're trying to me trying to make not, okay. me tell people. Business. All right, I'm not okay. for the number. It, I don't. No, I'm, I'm not gonna say a number. I'm not gonna say a number, but I will say it was a significant difference. And I mean, significant uh, can be, you know, it depends on the area in the area you're in. We're in Texas. We're in Houston, and significant for us will be about five figures. So it was about five, yeah, it was about a five figure difference.
1: Five figures. Yeah. Six months. Yeah. Because I don't want to turn on the utility. Okay. All right.
0: Okay. Yep. 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 Let's get back to the yep. story. Let's All move right. on. Let's move on. Okay. So we go into contract with the cash offer. Everything is moving smoothly. And as you know, when you go into contract, what do you do? You send the contract to the title company. And what the title company does, they do a title search. Title search comes back. It's given to all parties. When the title search came back back, and it was given to us, I immediately noticed something was wrong. Because I know this lady, and I knew her before she was willing to sell and wanting to sell, and I see a name on the title commitment that I don't recognize. Like, who is this? Uh And so... I give her the title search, and I point out that part of the title search, and she says that this is my ex-husband. Oh, okay. But the kicker is, well, this is not even a kicker. This is not even a kicker. It's her ex-husband, but she bought this property before she was even married to him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So was it like a like the common law thing kind of kicked in? No, nope, nope, nope,
0: nope, 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 oh, not okay. at all. Okay, okay. Be, okay. Because <laughs> she split from him before because okay, so he he's no longer living, this ex-husband. Okay. And she split from him before he passed away. Okay. And she split from him because he's a real kicker. She found out while she was married to him, that he was still married when they got married. Oh what they call that? What I think it's bigamy or something. I, I I think that's the name for it, Bigamy. Can you
1: really do that? Like
0: I mean, he done it. He done it. He had done it. Done it. They so, they had
1: to be like separate states or something. Like,
0: no. This can, was in Texas. That could fall through in, the cracks and I, I, it felt, I, I guess oh, it was back wow. in the day. I don't know what year it was. I don't know. So
1: I kind of just, you know, me. I just imagine like there's some somebody in the back, just as these papers come across there. desk like, hey, let me check into this. Yeah. Oh, nope. You can't get married. You're already married, sir. Yeah.
0: No, nope, nope. I, no. I don't think any of that happened. So, oh, so then she was like, dumbfounded. She's like, what the AF? <laughs> <laughs> she didn't literally say those words, but this is me talking. Oh, man. So she's like, what happened? Like. She thought it was you gonna be me. smooth. She thought it was gonna be smooth selling because, again, she was the only owner of this house, and now she finally came to grips with selling after almost a year. Title search comes back. We think we're good to go. Two weeks close. Get your money. But then title search comes back, and this dude comes back on the title who she was married to, and then can you imagine the emotional trauma <laughs> of being married to this dude and then thinking you got away scot-free because he was already married when y'all got married, and then he comes back on the title search of a property that he didn't put in on. He didn't put in on this.
1: He didn't put in. And he did
0: not put in dead. on this, and he's dead. So.
1: <laughs> he's coming back to haunt.
0: Right. So then I we asked for more documentation from Tidal of like him being on there because she was like, It's no way he's on there. And Tidal came back with a document showing that she had signed the house over to him for twelve hundred dollars. Oh, it had her wait. signature.
1: Wait, so did so did God, let me make sure I ask this question. So, mm-hmm. did she sign it over to him, or because she's still on there, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So that twelve hundred dollar, whatever the heck that transaction was, was to get him added? So or how did? Because the, so they're act- still both. So she didn't sell it.
0: To no, him. no, so, no, no. Okay. So actually, so <laughs> let me. So what I found out is this dude was a complete scammer. I mean, when it all like was said and done and we took a deep dive into the documentation and found out her backstory and all of that. Um, so what happened was she remembered from years, this was like, I mean, decades ago, but she remembered She remembered the document, but she had never signed it. She So it was a document um, basically with both of their names on it. And this is how he got on it. It was with both of their names on there and the property address. And actually it was... I misspoke, I misspoke from the beginning. It was both of them signing it over to an attorney, basically putting a lien on there. It was a lien, oh. putting a lien on there for twelve hundred dollars to her attorney. But the backstory is he told her it was him going to see an attorney for a divorce, so it was no reason for her to sign off on this document if he was going to see an attorney for a divorce. So basically, she was like, "Yeah." That looks like my signature, but I never signed that document. That divorce oh. had nothing to do with me.
1: Don't so, tell me we have another forged signature. Story. It was
0: another forged signature. Oh. He forged her signature on the document, and again, it was. It looked like both of them putting a lien on it for the. I mean, to the attorney for twelve hundred dollars. So I don't know if he took out a loan with the attorney or whoever for 1200 bucks, But she was like, I would never. $1,200 my entire house? I would have never done that.
1: Wow. Yeah. We got to try to, like, not get ourselves into situations with Ford Signatures. I feel like we right. keep every time you turn around Ford Signatures.
0: Right. And it's just so <laughs> many scammers out here these days. You just have to be careful. I mean, I guess. I mean, I say these days, but this was back in the days. Like he was, yeah. he was one of the original
1: scammers. Oh OG <laughs> one scammer. the
0: original, He's an OG scammer. That's what he is. OG. So, anyways, so we, so this put a pause on everything. We didn't know where to go from here because, again, this guy had, is now deceased. And also she never got a divorce from him because she was told that the the marriage was never valid because he had committed bigamy. Wow. So literally at this point she has no ground to stand on no divorce. no divorce a document saying that he has some ownership in the house and got a lien on it. Wow And now he's deceased.
1: I'd so, throw up. Like I'd be like, so sick. She was I, so
0: devastated. I didn't I didn't know what? what to even tell her or do for her in that moment. I gave her a space for a couple of days and then it was like, now let's go to work. Let's see what we can do. And okay. we tried a couple of things, but thank goodness that the thing that really worked was just to get a death certificate because it showed in there at the time of his death, because again, he was no longer living, at the time of his death, that she was not the wife listed on the death certificate.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. because okay. And because she still owned the house, at the time they were married and he had passed away, that's not his wife, so he has no ownership of it.
1: Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: And so that's all the title company required of us is just to get a death certificate. So how long did li- that take
1: to get like um, what was this process? It, it like? was
0: actually only like a few days after we found out that's all we needed to do. Um so he did not pass away in Texas. He actually passed away in a different state. Oh, so it just took okay. us actually ordering a death certificate paying for it. Um what her ordering the certificate Hold paying on. for it.
1: How did y'all know what State like if she had no communication with this guy, how the heck you know he died? <laughs> like, so I,
0: funny story. How you, what? <laughs> so she knew it, he. She so she knew he had passed away. I don't know how she. Well, I, I don't know how she originally found out, but they actually asked her <laughs> to sing at his funeral. So she what? knew he had passed away, and yeah, so. you gonna
1: sing at the guy's funeral? That. Basically so took your house up that, from under that, you. Huh? That took your house from under and under you, and you didn't, you, you didn't
0: even know. You you didn't even know he had took the house up from under you. Um, that oh. had committed bigamy, and basically just ruined everything. He came through like a tornado, just ruining everything as wow. as he went through her life. So yeah, and they sing for his funeral. So that's all she knew that, that he had passed away. Um, and it was it just took some digging from all of us to find out find out exactly where. And, um, she ordered this certificate and that took, you know, just a few days okay. and, um, it delayed closing for about four weeks. We were originally supposed to do like a two week close cause again, it was cash, mm-hmm. but it delayed closing for about four weeks. But all in all, the deal got done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a it was a lot of moving parts to that one. The mm. emotional part from the beginning to finally making the decision to then find out like she knew her ex husband was like full of crap, but to find out he was even more full of crap like it was like he came back from the dead and just really like dug one it. Last in. Hoorah, yeah, like huh? one last like <laughs> I gotcha, I gotcha, and oh, like
1: yeah, man. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't even want to imagine what this would have been like if this guy was still alive. Like yeah, yeah. he probably would have fought like tooth and nail like, like.
0: I mean, if, if he was still <laughs> alive, he probably would have acted like he helped her buy it and think I, I don't even I don't even want to know. Yeah. What like I, I I would not want to have to find out what that fight would have been like if he was still around. Um Man. because you know, sometimes people go to the ends of earth for something that they didn't put in on. Man. Yeah.
1: I, I, I have to say, man, I I would love to hire you as my realtor. Hey,
0: <laughs> like, you know. what? Like, you know, if you could get you,
1: me out of this.
0: You, <laughs> you know, you what? do. It. <laughs> and, and this is why it's important. Again, I always so, say this, but this is why it's important to have someone on your side that knows what they're doing. And then also will not give up. Can you imagine if I would have been like, well, you can't sell because of this $1,200 lien. And then she gave up for a home that she owned outright. And we're talking like six figures. Like, you know, when I said she gave up five figures, but in the end... She made six figures, so yeah. can you imagine? Like he
1: made six figures, so so she got a six figure check. At the- oh and, wow! And in the end, and twelve hundred dollars like, yeah, so is sh- holding that up. $1, well, $1, no, no, let's not misspeak. It wasn't just the twelve hundred dollars, right? Because whatever this document was gave him partial ownership, right? So you have to get him off.
0: Yeah. So it's yeah. not just
1: so even if they paid that twelve hundred dollars, he's still on that. Right, title, like
0: you. Right, and you would have to go wow. to go through like a lot. Of, I'm I'm not even gonna say all the documentation, but just working with title, and this is another reason also why why the title company you work with and their knowledge of the um the process. Is important as well. This is Damn a title... Right. So, I work, I work with a title company that I work with a lot on this deal, and they were able to just walk us through the process. So, them not giving up as well was key to getting this deal done. Dang. Yeah.
1: I don't even know what to say. So, like, okay. So, you know, normally with our stores, I'm chiming in. I'm, you know, giving my feedback. But as you can see, this was a realtor story. So, this was all Jaquita. Like, I'm not a realtor so i didn't have any input on what happened i'm as she's telling me this i'm asking these story these questions in real time to try to get the real story like what the heck yeah. happened because like yeah I, I don't have a dog in this fight but man this this was something else man so yeah, yeah if for those of you out there listening like if you got a story similar to this where you know like these stories they're they're entertaining yeah But they also kind of help you figure out, you know, how to navigate a scenario if you ever find yourself in it.
0: Yeah, navigate an unreal AF estate story. like. Yeah, that is crazy. It it gets unreal out here, like seriously in these real estate streets because like people be peopling and sometimes it's not in a good way. Yeah. (laughs) So
1: if you have a story similar to this or maybe something you heard or saw on Facebook or something like that you can get in contact with that person have them reach out to us so we can have them on the podcast so they can share their story with the audience man to keep so we can keep you know bringing out the real in this real estate world because
0: yeah I You mean,
1: don't you don't get this in a course I'm sorry yeah. like I don't care who you buy this course from, this scenario, which is very w- real, and all the other ones that we've been talking about, like that's not knowledge that you pay for. Like this is through, you know, stories, just kind of, you know, meet and, and greet and, exp- and ex- yeah, experiences that we exchange, man. Right? So that, again, this is exactly why we changed the format because this part is really important. So, yeah, you have a story that you guys want to share to kind of, you know, help out people um, if they ever find yourself in the same position, uh, go ahead and, you know, send us an email at unrealafestate at gmail.com. You can, the smartest real estate investor, because we still run that uh, meetup, is still out there. So if you just so happen to want to email us through that, that's also fine. We do have the Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. So However you guys can get in contact with us, go ahead and do that so we can get these stories out there and help more people. Uh, It's been real (laughs) AF. This has been real (laughs) AF, man. Yep. All right. That's it for this one. We'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.